Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We'll get back into Patrick Mahomes in just a second. Of course, the lays with his injury, but also what kind of game it feels like already come Sunday night out at Arrowhead. But there is some NFL breaking news in the coaching carousel. Adam Schefter and also uh, multiple reports over at NFL Network as well. Frank Wright going to be the next head coach of the Carolina Panthers. One job vacancy has been filled in the NFL. So former Colts coach Frank Wright, of course, he was fired in the middle of the season in favor of Jeff Saturday, uh, is now the new head coach of the Carolina Panthers. He actually was the Panthers' first ever quarterback back in 1995. And now still has a lot of family in the area. He is going to become their head coach. Look, I still think uh, if you're looking to develop a quarterback, I, I, I get the hire. That's the key there for them. They have to draft a quarterback, and do you believe he can develop it? At the end, he was saddled with Matt Ryan and Carson, Carson Wentz, Wentz in his final couple of years. That was a uh, front office and, and, and ownership uh, issue to me more than a Frank Wright issue with the Indianapolis Colts. It's kind of wild that he has, like, he's had a home in the area this entire time. Mm-hmm. Now, he played for him, as you pointed out, but it's – Maybe that connection helps them a little bit, but just from a coach perspective, this makes a lot of sense. He has been or was a well-respected head coach, and like you said, got stuck in unfriendly quarterback circumstances. But honestly, it's not going to make it more than three years in Carolina unless they make the head coach or the quarterback decision sure. correct. They're going to draft a quarterback this year, or they're going to be in the Derek Carr or whatever sweepstakes. Because I this is the thing, like as much as we say small market stuff and football doesn't really matter. Do you, I, mean, I don't even think it's possible to convince a guy like Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady to go to Carolina. Let me ask you guys this. Right. Do you think that by simply firing Frank Reich and now seemingly zeroing in on Jeff Saturday being your full-time coach, the Colts in one swift movement just got worse simply by firing their coach? They just got worse by firing Frank Reich, knowing yeah. that you are objectively hiring a guy less qualified to do the job than you had six months ago. Yes, and they were looking for a fall guy, which a lot of organizations so, uh, do. But the Jeff Saturday thing still makes no sense to me. Yeah, the the Jeff Saturday part's the problem. Then the Jets, the the Colts, excuse me, getting rid of Frank Wright. I actually don't have an issue with the firing per se on this. I get there was time to move on. I still think there's other problems within the organization. But the fact, yeah, that, I don't think he was you anywhere say, close to the top of the list. Of yeah, problems. not just yeah. other problems, but bigger problems. I don't know. 
It's not Frank I, I get it. Chris like, Ballard wouldn't go after a quarterback. Right. You got to have your pound of flesh. Somebody's got to take the fall. And that's what it seems like happened here. And whenever you are an organization who is firing guys so that somebody can get their pound of flesh, you are, you're, you're going down the wrong path. When you're firing guys who aren't responsible ultimately for the problem, and if you say, well, it's all Jim Irsay, then okay, well, then you're really broken as an organization. If you have this rogue owner who's just doing dumb things and not listening to the people that he's hired. But the Colts now seem like a rudderless organization where I don't know who's in charge, and you're firing well-respected coaches and hiring guys who are unqualified, and you you still are making terrible decisions from a roster construction point of view. Carolina, by the way, has the ninth overall pick, so they're kind of unless they want to trade up. They're, they're in no man's land. They're they're in a spot where they're not going to get the first or second quarterback without trading up, but they might. You know, right now where they're at, they might get what uh, the, the the Anthony Richardson kid out of Florida. But if you want to go get whoever they're in love with eventually, right, Levis or Bryce Young, and stuff, you got to trade up big time to get one of those guys. Yeah, you do, and but you that's. Have, what, Las Vegas in front of you who needs a quarterback. If I'm Frank Reich, I'd be asking for that because I'd be sick of what happened in Indianapolis where Chris Ballard spent five years saying, hey, man, getting a quarterback's hard. If I draft the wrong one, you guys would be all mad at me. And you're like, yeah, I'll be mad at you, though, if you take Carson Wentz and back him up with Matt Ryan and miss the postseason multiple years in a row. Doesn't really matter what you do at the quarterback position, whether you go veteran or you go rookie. You still have to get it right. And we understand that the Panthers are very much relying on that. If the coaching job Steve Wilkes did there in the back half of the season is any indicator, they got some talent on that roster. Mm-hmm. That or Steve Wilkes really squeezed every last ounce of talent out of that roster. It's one of the two. Wilkes did a really good job. I kind of thought maybe he'd have a chance chance at it at the end of the year, but you know interim jobs go. They're always I, looking for my, somebody else. My thing with Steve Wilkes is I thought if, if he would have won the division, and you can say, well, that's not a fair criteria to put for him, but if, if he would have pulled that thing off and somehow won the division, then I think they would have been a spot where almost they would kind of ha- felt like they almost had to hire Steve Wilkes, and it would have been hard to argue. Yeah. Um, the fact that they didn't win the division made it easier, I think, for Carolina the fact they were to move even on. In the division yeah. race, from what he took over, Matt Rule so, is amazing. They took, like I, you said, with the Colts. This is a massive upgrade, Nick. You go from Matt Rule to Frank Reich. That's a that's a pretty good move in the right direction. It is. Look, and this is not some like anti Steve Wilkes thing, but like he was still below five hundred when he took over, or he finished five hundred. It's not. It's it's not like he went seven and one as the interim. People are acting like he went seven and one as the interim. No, back but coach. he took up based on the expectations of what that team was and the quarterbacks he was given, dude. He was six and six. I understand. Six and six with Sam Darnold. I get it. I mean, he's, it's an impressive job. Like somehow we've gotten we've we've gone overboard with it. Where we've talked we've talked as if Steve Wilkes went eight and two, well, banging down the drum of, of Brian Dable. He went nine and seven. He had a better quarterback and situation and roster I, than Steve Wilkes did. I would just like to point out that Steve Wilkes was a, an absolute disaster as the head coach of the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah, that didn't help. Probably that part is also they were three and thirteen in the one year he got with Arizona. It was so bad. It was so bad. They were running one of the worst offenses I've ever seen. So what's left out there? We know, obviously, the Texans still are interviewing Broncos. The latest report out of Denver is D'Amico Ryans seems to be the favorite to land that job suddenly. Uh, I think the Colts job itself will be interesting. Reports are it's Jeff Saturday or Eric Bieniemy right now as the, the potential head coach for those franchises. So we'll keep an eye on that. But that's the first coaching hire of this offseason in the NFL as far as fo- head coach job, that is. Frank Wright, the next head coach now, and the Panthers just tweeted it out. It's official. Uh, Going to be their head coach moving forward. Let's get back into the Chiefs and back into Patrick Mahomes a little bit. We, we know on the injury front, everything continues to go in a positive direction. We now at this point have to expect that we'll get a, a full participant report again. Uh, after practice today, that'll show that Patrick Mahomes was a full participant 
uh, for a second straight day based off of everything they're saying, at least publicly at the podium. And that sets up, you know, this, this kind of this fun story heading into Sunday's game where, you know, you're waiting for something special to happen for Patrick Mahomes. I think it's pretty clear to me that the way this is heading is it's going to be the Patrick Mahomes over my dead body stuff. He will refuse to let this team lose. Cause I felt like he was already like gearing into that a little bit on the Jacksonville game. He just didn't have to do the full version of that. Right. Because they're better than Jacksonville. They're more polished in Jacksonville. Chad Henney had a 98, whatever. Right. All the reasons that made it that they could just kind of grind one out if they had to against the Jacksonville Jaguars. But in this game, considering their recent history with Cincinnati, considering what he's doing to come back from this ankle injury and everything they've said in the lead up to this, I think it's very rare where I just feel like, you know, that game's coming, but I think, you know, that game's coming. I feel, I I think you can just assume that on Sunday, Patrick Mahomes is going to have one of those will your way to win games. You at least agree whether you think the game's happening or not. That he just just does that a couple of times in games. Where you're like, well, Patrick Mahomes isn't going to let them lose today. Yeah, he's different. He takes over games, and and we even saw it play out against the Jags, where there's a lot of quarterbacks that would not have come back in that game. And the way he handled that situation and then came back and found a way on one leg to get that touchdown pass to MVS that, that really sealed the win for Kansas City. Yeah, I mean, I, I think we, we have come to a point where we expect that. Um, overall, for him... As much as we talk about the ankle, like, nobody's worried about like what kind of effort you're getting from Patrick Mahomes. I still think if you're talking about like bigger picture with the game, it is did the defense make enough adjustments uh, to find a way to beat Joe Burrow? Because they've he, been beaten three different ways, essentially. Yeah, and Joe Burrow was pretty much perfect in the regular season matchup against Kansas City. They carved the Chiefs up in the middle of the field. The Chiefs kind of sat back a little bit. Uh, Willie Gay and Nick Bolton had a rough game, to say the least. Uh, so I think that that will be kind of the question that I have more than like Mahomes. Yeah. We're going to want to see how mobile he is and all that. But to your point, like you still feel really good about what he's going to bring to the table. Yeah. I'm feeling pretty good there on on Sunday. It is to me still going to overall come down to uh, is this defense. I want to say good enough necessarily. Are they able for one game to do something we've never seen them do against Joe Burrow? And that is get sacks and make life a little difficult for Joe Burrow. Because life has you not know, been difficult is, for Joe Burrow against Kansas City. The last two games against them, they've allowed 27 points. I'll take that. I know that sounds stupid, but I'll, I'd take that right now. If you told me right now you were locked into 27 points for Cincinnati, are you good or you want to just play it out? Would you rather, Would you take that amount of points, Gold, or would you play it out? And say, like, ah, I'll take my chances and see if they can hold them below that. Because we know if it's below 27 points... The Chiefs are 54-3. and three. So that rides a line of, well, it's certainly not as good as below that, so 26 points or fewer. But I would lock that in because, to me, that's the, defense's, the defense doing its job. Holding Cincinnati to its league average point. You're a league average defense. Cincinnati scoring their, their average amount of points per game. You've done your job against Cincinnati. Now all you're asking the Chiefs to do is to score the same amount of points they normally score and you get to be victorious. I feel like if it comes down to it and Mahomes has to just score, that's kind of what I mean with the defense. Like if you're like, hey, man, I, the defense doesn't show up, it could be a problem. I think if the defense doesn't, Mahomes will. He'll just have one of those, I guess we got to score 38 today games. I don't know that it's going to be that way if it has to be, like if he, if he doesn't have to score that many points because they might run a slightly more conservative offense throughout. But if they just have to open it up and let Mahomes go, because Cincinnati jumps out and scores the way they have against so many other teams you pointed out earlier, Gold, I think they're still more than capable of that. I think I think Patrick Mahomes can just turn it on 
and kind of feels like he's leading up to turning it on is the point. Not that he can, but that he's going to do it in this game. It just feels like it's coming. I know that's a it's a really bad non-football reason, but Mahomes has several games like this a year. And, and I don't know that we've seen it as much this year, but it's coming this Sunday. Do you see the trash talk that's coming out of, of Cincy, not from the locker room, but from uh, the mayor's office in Cincinnati as well? Oh, God. Oh, yeah. yeah Nothing my- lamer than politicians doing sports <sighs> team. So, 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 so talk, you yeah. guys may have remembered a couple years ago, the Super Bowl parade, we had our favorite mayor cut, which was uh, the the Tampa mayor, right? Where she oh, was like, she just she sounded like drunk. she was drunk. Like, sounded <laughs> like she was drunk? Yeah. Well, the Cincinnati mayor, and I apologize, I, can, I, I probably cannot pronounce his name properly, like Aftab Purival, I don't know, okay? But it's the Cincinnati mayor, okay? Okay. This is what he had to say. He made a little joke. It is, it is so galvanizing and energizing that our Cincinnati Bengals are again in the AFC Championship. Uh, yes, that's right. Who day, baby? Who day? <laughs> I will be going um, on Saturday morning. I'll be arriving in Kansas City, so I'll be at the game at Burrowhead Stadium. Mm. See what I did there? Oh, my God. No, no? I hate this guy so much. Um, And so I will be talking a lot of smack to Mayor Quentin Lucas of Kansas City, and hopefully we can bring home a W and be on our way to the Super Bowl. So I am very excited about the game. Something tells me he's not. Like, we know Quentin Lucas is actually a big sports fan. Something tells me that mayor's. Definitely I hope they score fan. many slam dunks in the game many on points, Sunday. Many points are scored. They're going to get many runs in their way to victory. That's how he's talking. I, I hate it. You see, and you can't. You can't say Burrowhead and say mm-hmm. right after, immediately after. You see what I did there? <laughs> like you need some, let it breathe That's or like something, my dude. bit. That's my <laughs> bit. That's my bit when you say, see, huh? No, nobody, nobody. Tough we- crowd. Hey, hey. <laughs> it's like. I just, I hate it so much. See what I did there? So I'll be at the game at Burrowhead Stadium. Hmm. I'll be at the game at Burrowhead Stadium. Notice oh, how I, I said Burrowhead instead of Arrowhead, which is the actual name of the Kansas City Chiefs Stadium. I mean, actually, it's G-E-H-A, but they call it Arrowhead. That's it felt like how he was going to finish that joke. Mm-hmm. Worst mayor in America. <laughs> <laughs> mayor Cincinnati. Riddled with crime. We got to keep politics out of sports, guys. You're right. Don't you think? Don't you guys think? I'm, don't you think I'm right about that? Yeah, I think so. Especially this guy. If it means getting this guy out of the conversation, Nick, then I'm in. I don't care if anybody else has some like fine point to make. Uh, we're just gonna have to kick this guy off the air because I can't take it. It's uncomfortable for all of us. At least our, at least our mayor uh, is a big sports fan as well. Please don't respond. Please don't respond. What? Who, Lucas? Yeah. Oh, well, he was on the drive yesterday. Before, I don't think. I think that was before the the comment we just heard was after. He said, "Talk smack, man." It's just so unco- all of it's so uncomfortable. He like he like he looked up. Oh, this is what Mayor Lucas said yesterday on the drive. He was just talking about like, hey, don't give up your tickets to other people that are Cincinnati fans. But Cincinnati has a fan base that will travel well. Although I'm gonna get on y'all if you sell all your tickets. Don't do that on my Arrowhead ticket holders. So that's our mayor. I just let's just eliminate it. Let's just. Uh, I don't want the other guy talking for sure. Lucas, it's fine.
He obviously really does love sports, as you had previously pointed yeah. out. That guy has never watched anything. He's never watched a sport. He's just like these are football. This did is they football make their game, bet? Right? Did they do the cliche bet between mayors? Have we have we seen is that a Super Bowl thing only? Oh, like, that'll. We're offering up barbecue. You're going to send us crappy skyline chili. Is that the deal? You know what's funny is that we've now played Cincinnati two times in a row, and we've made some bets with our Buffalo. friends in Buffalo. Yeah, a couple we of like times. Buffalo fans for the but, most part. Um, the Cincinnati doesn't even have anything I want that I'm willing to like call up somebody and <laughs> ask them for something. Like, what would I ask for here? What yeah, I have, look. I've never been to Cincinnati. I don't think you have either. I have no desire to uh, to go to Cincy <laughs> though. Will you go? The Chiefs beat them and then win the Super Bowl just as to well, honor just, just to honor fly their to defeat. Cincinnati for no reason. Just to honor their defeat, Colt. I'm not going. I'm just. Do you want to go? I guess the beer is supposed to be pretty good there. That's what. I, that's about it. Nick, do you want to go with Alex on a road trip to Cincinnati? I'd rather die. At one point, I know you guys think I'm being funny. I know you guys think I'm being funny. Like, yeah, okay, yeah, Nick, like over yeah. the top. No, I would rather die. Then go to Cincinnati. Then go, go to Cincinnati. At one point, Cincinnati was known as the beer capital of the world. It has over 50 breweries. The beer capital wow. of the world, Cincinnati, Ohio. Hey, it's 2023. <laughs> Every city has like 40 breweries. Not impressed. I just, it's a, no, and the, this goes back to the, the history element. It goes back. It's to also just like how many countries it. have been making beers since like medieval times, and they're like, no, of the world. You're like, you, Cincinnati, Ohio? I don't think so. The sad beer capital of the world. Were they self-proclaiming that, or was this an actual? It's an article. Yeah. Okay, from like the Cincinnati Times or something. Uh, I didn't look to see specifically. It's on the internet. It's clearly always accurate. I mean, come on. As we know, the text line, always accurate. The internet, always accurate. So problem solved, I guess, at least on that end. All right, let's get to the uh, the, the snitch line here. On- <laughs> the number you have reached. You've called the snitch line. And if I have to tell you again, we're going to take it outside and I'm going to show you what it's like. 913-662-1270. Leave him alone! Please leave your message for Thursdays at 115 on Cody and Gold. And if you think I'm kidding... Just try me. Try me. So we're good? 913-586-7610. It is a snitch line Thursday here on Cody and Gold. Something you need to get off uh, get off your chest, perhaps. Something that you saw around town happen. Something Maybe that your you... buddy sold his Chiefs tickets to Ooh. Bengals fans, like Quentin Lucas just said, yeah. and your neighbor needs to be outed for that. Hey, look, if someone especially could use the money and you got tickets and they cost you five or they cost you six hundred dollars and you can turn it into fifteen hundred, I you're I saying it's a gold. Do you hear this? He's saying it's okay for oh, Chiefs no. fans to sell their tickets to, I think you can to do Bengals it. fans. Yeah, I think you can do whatever you want. To Cincinnati Bengals fans? We live, in a, we live in a capitalist society. Cody, do you think that's a, okay? Which part? The capitalistic aspect of America. <laughs> I thought you just asked to get the politics out of this. But this is not sports related. What do you mean? It's not. We're you on think a it's sports okay? show. Do you think it's okay for people to buy tickets to games or, or events that they have no intention of? Ongoing to just to turn a profit. I think they should go to good, hardworking Americans. Yeah, okay. So, unlike you. <laughs> First responders. <laughs> First responders, yeah. Members of our military. Those. Those are the people I think should get those tickets. Not members, not people who live in Cincinnati. Okay? Our military, not other militaries, though. Yes. Why would, <laughs> what do you mean? Other countries have you know, military operations. I aware. In this case, I am uh, I'm uh, Stitch this. Line. Let's start things off from the 913. It says their assistant manager is a terrible manager. She smokes weed at work and does math. Wow. Uh, the weed part seems like not a big deal based on the other part of this story. <laughs> like if we're saying between the two, I would be more concerned about 
those. Uh, someone else from the 816. Why doesn't Cody want to sell tickets for profit? Doesn't he want Cincinnati to win? He said it on your show. That's true. He did say it on our show. You definitely did, but I don't, yeah. you still don't want people to profit. I hope they lose to Cincinnati oh, now. Oh. That did happen. That's true. Thank you guys for listening so frequently that you guys caught that. From the six, it was hard to miss. By the way, yeah, it was. I was yelling. He yelled it. I quit my job two days notice. She tried to get back at me by canceling my appointments on my last day of work, but it backfired because she didn't actually cancel them. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I don't know. Do you feel like you should have to? Have you ever uh, quit on two days notice? You always give two weeks gold. Have you ever quit a job? I have. I mean, that's I was I was employed before I took this job, so that would involve quitting another job. I think he's asking, like, did you walk? Did you walk out? Have no. you ever walked out of a job? No, no, no. no. From the 913, my friends told me I was in charge of getting a table for the divisional round playoff game at the bar. Didn't want to go to the bar, so I told them the bar was packed. <laughs> Made everyone watch the game at my house. Thank God we won. <laughs> Wait, would like, did... Uh, I, 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 like, Sorry, guys, too busy. I uh, guess I was watching at home. He just didn't want to go to the bar. I think it's okay watching, you know, the game at a house, house party with friends. I actually prefer yeah. that. Me too, but I think it's funny that he was responsible for getting the table, and he's just, just like, I'm like not even going to bother to look. Like, <laughs> it's busy. Sorry, guys. <laughs> he didn't want the hassle. <laughs> you figure it out. Like, I'm not dealing with the headache of saving a spot. People aren't on time, and then I feel bad because I'm wasting a table. All that. Yeah, yeah, To be fair, it's not hard to just, like, find a bar that is going to be packed. Like, just go to one of the more popular bars in town. Like, oh, Sorry. I just they, like the notion you didn't even get you out. Gotta, of you got to really make it up, though. You got to say, yeah, the manager told me they've been, they they were full since they opened at ten thirty. There are people waiting outside. Just really, you know, layer it with details. Someone says they being employers, they bleep can you point blank bleep their two weeks. Anyway. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I walked out of one job when I was in college. Just I, walked out. I was Wait, working at a hard. I think you have you. T- oh, no, I was is- working at a hardware store. I was working at a hardware store, and uh, Nick, Nick at a hardware store is funny. To so me I worked the there. In, too, I worked well. there in high school, right? And so then I, at freshman year of college, they just sent. I got this. I got another job at the same hardware store, but a branch in Lawrence. And I walked in, and I was like, "Hey, you know, I've been working here for a couple of years, so I'd like to make more than minimum wage." And the manager's like, "Yeah, okay. Hey, can you help this guy? Well, let's talk about that. Will you help this guy load this mulch into his truck, and then we can talk about it when you're done?" And I was like, "Sure." So I went and load the, the mulch into the guy's truck, and I turned around, and the guy's getting in his car, my boss, and driving off. So I just took off my vest, and I walked out. <laughs> never came back. You know, I was really offended that they never called. <laughs> they didn't even ask if you they were They never called back. me like, hey, man, you missed a couple shifts. Well, they figured you were done. They just figured you were flat Yeah, but out I was an exemplary line. worker, so you know that they But that guy didn't hurt that. You were in a different branch. It hurt him hard, though, you know? I came highly recommended. Did you? Probably not after From, that uh, one. <laughs> <laughs> Snitch line nine one three five eight six seven six ten from the eight one six. I blacked out at the divisional game. None of my friends complained. Guess the autopilot is still intact. What's the What's the most drunk you've ever been at a game? Mm. I think mine might be the home run derby when it was here in Kansas City. Really, I was in bad shape. I don't bad think bad shape. Yeah, I don't think I can. I could narrow that list down. <laughs> <laughs> There's too many that are all so in the I, exact I you, same bucket. Like, with Chiefs games, like, I assume a lot of Kansas uh, games for you, Nick, at your time in Lawrence. Oh, never basketball games. I don't ever get drunk well, so, before basketball so games. So your answer to that is the same for me for Chiefs games. Though. So I'll drink at Chiefs games and stuff, but I, I want to actually still know what's going on. At the Chief, like, oh. I, I, I want to enjoy the Chiefs game. <laughs> That's oh, why we've I, seen how Nick handles Chiefs I games. Oh, yes, we have. Wrecked we at have Chiefs games. Dude, that. I can't stay sober at Chiefs games. That seems like a problem if you can. I mean, you're acting like you physically can't ever do it. Do you need help? That's why I just don't go. No, I don't need help. I've had fun. 
You know, you start tailgating. It's the tailgating aspect. Well, well, yes. You're out there for two hours. And it's cold. So you're like, I want a drink. Oh, better hammer these bush lights. <laughs> and then it's like, oh, hey, I get, who I get wants a cocktail? Happens. I'm like, well, it is Sunday. Let's have fun, right? <laughs> is yours a baseball game, you think, or college? No, oh, it's definitely college football. Memorial KU, Stadium. KU football game. Like, yeah, KU football game while in college. Uh, someone else says, from the 75, watched my coworker beat one of my managers up on Monday. What? There As the manager was on the ground, the owner came up and fired him. Talk about kicking <laughs> someone while they're down. Okay. Well, I assume they're more making a joke. I'm calling. We remember <laughs> we decided that if we don't think something's true, we can claim it on the. We think line. that one's fake? I think so. Someone uh, did say they lied on an application, got the job, and now they don't know what they're doing. Doesn't matter. Nobody does. <laughs> Let me just be very clear. The app, that doesn't matter. It's fine that you lied. Also, nobody knows what they're doing. You'll figure it out eventually. Just ask questions. It'll make it seem uh, like you're eager. Someone says they were so drunk at a chief skin, they were, they were bend, bending over to bang on the seats, you know, in front of them. They fell four rows down. Not their <laughs> brightest moment. Ouch. Ouch. Oh, man. Someone says, is Nick a raging alcoholic? No, I'm not a raging alcoholic. So what else? Those stairs at stadiums are treacherous. Yes, they are. Here's the thing. When I, when I, I'm being a little facetious. I'm, I'm not getting ripped every time I'm at Chiefs games, but I'm buzzed, you know. Feeling good. Yeah, I'm not in a point where I can usually drive home. Have you ever been so drunk you've peed your pants, Nick? No, never. Have okay. you? No. Not once oh, okay. in my life. Wait, once in your life? You no, know? I said oh. not <laughs> once in my <laughs> life. <laughs> once in my life. Just that one time, though. I got you. I've never even, them. I'll tell you what, I've never even been drunk enough to where, like, somebody had to carry me out of a bar, ever. I've never passed out in public. I've, I've never, never had, had to be carried car- out of a bar. I haven't had to be carried I'm never stumbling all over the place. I'm never just, like, slurring my words where I can't talk. You got lost at a concert. There were there were seven thousand people there. That was just this year, or this past year, but within the last calendar it's true. year. Someone said, <laughs> "Is Nick actually there with you all right now, or is he blacked out during the show as well?" I think he's. I think, just, <laughs> I think he's. Uh, he's not on cruise control. Right I haven't now. seen him drink anything today. I can't speak for the hours before he arrived. I don't think that's what this person is asking. I think that person is asking. Well, I don't know. What? Blackout on, for is now. Nick blackout now on I cruise think, control? I think they're saying is Nick blacked out now and on cruise control, meaning like you're past, like that you're, not, okay. you're blacked out. I think is what they're going for. I think. I believe so as well. All right, that is the snitch line Thursday here on Cody and Gold. Up next, we'll get to what's trending in our conversation with former Chiefs wide receiver Danian Hughes. What's the feeling he believes that players are experiencing right now with all the noise coming out of Cincinnati? Next. Cody and Gold on 610 Sports Radio, brought to you by GAN Asphalt and Concrete. For asphalt, concrete, and parking lot maintenance, GAN Asphalt and Concrete. One contractor, all things parking lot. Trusted in Kansas City since 1994. Online at gannasphalt.com. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got 
got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. What's trending? All right, let's check in on the hot topics. Trending, trending, trending. Number one on what's trending continues to be the great news around the health of Patrick Mahomes' ankle. Andy Reid earlier today said that he's on track as he continues to get set to play on Sunday night out at Arrowhead against Cincinnati. Patrick Mahomes also spoke and said uh, things are going better than he even expected. He was a full participant yesterday at practice, went through the walkthrough this morning. So all expectations are that he's going to be out there and uh, ready to go. Nate Taylor, our uh, friend Nate Taylor and Pete Sweeney, both tweeting out just within the last 15 seconds or so, the media portion of practice. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, according to Nate Taylor, looked pretty smooth in his three-step dropbacks, was accurate, and his movement was excellent. Continuing to get more and more good news, the Chiefs also are once again favorites for the game. They had been favorites when it opened up on Sunday, but they had been underdogs all week until this morning. Just a point, though. Pretty much still a pick between the two yeah. teams. Next up on what's training, Frank Reich has officially been hired as the Carolina Panthers head coach. Fun little fact is that he threw their very first pass in franchise history. He maintained an offseason home in the area as well. But more importantly for the Panthers, they got an established head coach. They went the college ranks the last time. They wanted an NFL guy this time. Reportedly, they were in the Sean Payton conversations. Didn't want to give up, as many teams clearly don't. The draft assets required to obtain him. They go Frank Reich instead. Reportedly, Kellen Moore was also in very serious consideration for the job, but it went Frank Reich one way or the other. Yeah, as we continue just with more of the, the coaching news uh, to go with that, 
report out of Denver also talking about D'Amico Ryans, uh, where he might be the top candidate now to land the Broncos head coaching gig. Of course, uh, he was defensive coordinator right now for the 49ers. And then uh, how about Nathaniel Hackett, who got hired today, Cody, as the offensive coordinator with the New York Jets after not even making it through a full season as the Broncos head coach, which guys become head uh, coordinators after failing as head coaches a lot, and they can be very good coordinators. Some guys just are not head coach material, but they're great coordinators. What's weird is do the Jets think hiring him is going to get them Aaron Rodgers in a trade the same way the Broncos thought hiring Nathaniel Hackett was going to get them Aaron Rodgers in a trade last year? Reportedly, they want a veteran quarterback, but they've been pretty coy about which veteran quarterback. Probably not starting a bidding war amongst themselves. They're like, no, that's fine. Car's fine. Roger's good. Brady mm-hmm. good. You know, like they'll take their pick of guys who might be available. But I mean, it doesn't make I don't get why Hackett's getting a job this soon, but it feels like it has something to do with Aaron Rodgers. Lastly, on what training Bally Sports, as in the one who like formerly Sinclair, who obviously ra- currently runs the Royals television broadcast. Reportedly, they're heading for bankruptcy. The reason why this might impact you now. Look, a lot of people, if I said, how do you feel about Bally? Everyone in the Texans they say I hated it. Didn't make it easy for me to watch the Royals games. Here's part of the problem as far as how it affects the franchise. As part of their bankruptcy settlement, they would be allowed to renegotiate lower prices on their sports package deals. Remember how bad the Royals TV package was for so damn long? Well, it might end up not even being the $50 million a year they just negotiated with Bally because of this bankruptcy settlement. So that is a huge pain in the ass, but also not surprised. This is just like the regional sports model obviously was already heading in a weird direction, and then Bally jumped on at the worst possible time. Yeah, according to Bloomberg, Sinclair, who owns Bally's and all yeah. this, right, owes $55 billion in sports media rights, and it's reported that Sinclair will skip a $140 million interest payment that's due in mid-February, which is going to lead towards... It's going to start a 30-day window in which they have to... Bankruptcy restructure thing. They'll probably still own all the rights. It'll just look a little different. All right, that's what's trending here on Cody and Golden. Of course, our NFL playoff coverage is brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views. We had a chance to catch up with former Chiefs wide receiver Danian Hughes a little bit earlier today. He will be on the call of the game this Sunday night for the Chiefs radio network along with Mitch Holtis, Josh Klingler, and Dan Israel. We started off our conversation with Danian asking him about the health of Patrick Mahomes and uh, how optimistic is he right now? Yeah, I was optimistic after the game, actually. One, when you look back at the injury when it happened, and then the minutes and a half after that, he very rarely sat down, which told me that although he was in pain, it was manageable. He was moving around on the sidelines, still throwing when Chad Henney was in the game, and then he went back in the game and was serviceable. Now, I knew it would be sore, but... After the game, Josh, Dan, and I go in for post-game interviews. And normally, being a player that's been injured and obviously seeing teammates that have been injured on the field, normally that guy is in the training room. He's not there with the media immediately. Uh, he's in the training room. Doors are closed, especially to the magnitude of Patrick Mahomes. And yet he was walking around the locker room, joking with the offensive linemen, messing around with Chad Henney. He was in the background when I was interviewing Chad, uh, talking about anything's possible and any time and all that. So I kind of felt really comfortable with what the prognosis was going to be for this upcoming week. So it's not, it's not surprising to me at all. I'm glad we'll be at full steam and ready to take on the Bengals. When you look at the – I know that this, this is probably a better answer from you, Dana, than me just speculating – some dudes just heal faster, right? Like some guys are just like oh. magical healers. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. I mean, it's a, guys are built differently, and every injury affects different people differently. And this is a prime example. I mean, we had, what, Tony Romo and so many others talking about he's done, he won't, he won't play this week, won't be able to walk, all of that. That's all for their personal history and experience. But everybody's different. Uh, I had a high ankle sprain in college, uh, played against Michigan, and I just didn't practice during the week, and I played the next week. Uh, and then you know, I, was not, I wasn't 100%, but I was able to play wide receiver. So from my perspective, yeah, you can bounce back from that. Same thing with hamstrings and groin injuries, et cetera. So everybody's built different. There's not one specific thing that can knock everybody out. Let's remember Terrell Owens. I think he had a fracture in his ankle and played in the Super Bowl against Andy Reid and the, uh, I mean, with Andy Reid and the Eagles. So, yeah, I mean, everybody's built differently. And we know Patrick is uh, a professional. He takes care of his body, but also he's a competitor. And I don't think there would have been anything that would have held him out of this week. I think just watching, like when you watch, like, especially when you watch him on the sideline, the chiefs did the right thing. Dana may be like, we have to get an x-ray. We cannot let you keep playing football, but you saw exactly what you wanted to see out of a quarterback, a guy who was borderline pitching a fit to try to get back into the football game at a time because it's the playoffs. I think Patrick Mahomes, this is part of the reason Dana and I feel like, this upcoming game is going to be one of those over-my-dead-body games from Holmes. The more everything leads up to it, I feel like he's going to refuse to let this team lose. I feel the same way. I mean, there's only but so many times you can get slapped around before you throw haymakers back. And considering the nature of how we've lost against the Bengals the three times in a row, some of the trash talk, the you know, they're trying to, to knock him down a peg as far as the best quarterback in the AFC and in the NFL and trying to anoint Joe Burrow. Uh, there's so many uh, factors that go into this game. Losing on our home field, the way he played in that second half uh, still kind of gnaws at him. And, like, you're, you don't get to that level of athleticism and, and the prowess that he's shown throughout his career without having a whole different edge, like a different edge. Like you guys want to be great on the radio and, you know, you want to be great in the community. Same with me and Sean Barber and everybody else. But then there's another level, like, and he has that extra level. So I don't doubt him. I feel like in a lot of ways we're a better football team than we were last year. Uh, let's remember that all three matchups were three points. And it was basically came down to who had the ball last. Uh, we made a mistake with the interception in overtime after, after being up by 18 points in the AFC championship. We made a mistake with Travis Kelsey fumbling, and we haven't made them make that mistake. So that's what I'm looking at for in this game is let's make that play, like that third down and long when Chris Jones penetrates the offensive line and this time he's going to make that play, that tipped ball that goes into our hands, the stripping of Joe Mixon uh, while he's running the ball. Like, those are the plays we haven't made yet, and I feel like we're prime and ready to make those plays this weekend. We're talking to former Chiefs wide receiver Danian Hughes here on Cody and Gold. We were discussing Juju Smith-Schuster and, and looking at the last four games or so for him. He's had, you know, only two, three, four targets uh, the last four games uh, and sitting around 30 yards or so receiving. Is there something different you've noticed? Is it 
uh, just where they've been at scheme-wise? Are teams defending him a different way? What, what do we have to do maybe to, to see Juju have a much bigger performance? So I don't think he's been defended differently. I think it's just the nature of this offense. It, like, we are truly spreading the ball around. Maybe that play that Noah Gray caught, the deep cross uh, in the game last week against the Jaguars when he was wide open, was a product of attention being paid to Juju Smith-Schuster. That's also a play that he's made in the past. So we have such versatility in our offense that we have tight ends that run receiver routes like receivers. We have receivers that run routes like tight ends and running backs that run routes like wide receivers. A lot of versatility puts us in a position to not be as predictable as other teams are. So I'm not down on Juju. I feel like what we brought him in to do, he's accomplished this season. And I think he can be a factor in, in this game this week. He's familiar with the Bengals. He's got an edge coming from Pittsburgh. And he can also be, uh, mark my words, you're going to see Juju catch a couple of shallow cross routes in front of the linebackers and make somebody miss or turn up the sideline, getting that necessary first down or a big play because that's what he was brought to do, a big body receiver that's not afraid to go across the middle uh, and, and make those plays. He had the big catch on the slant route from Mahomes last week. I feel like there's going to be more to come this week. When you look at the uh, – Dayton, I know you were a skill position guy, but I feel like everything that's ever been told to me since becoming a football fan is the game's won in the trenches. Aren't the Chiefs decidedly better in both trenches of this game? Uh, yeah, we are. I, I feel like we are. Uh, this offensive line – even though there's been slight knocks towards Andrew Wiley and a little slight knocks towards Orlando Brown Jr., as a whole unit, we've been one of the better in the NFL. And uh, because Patrick improvises some, because he escapes the pocket, people take his mobility as a knock toward our offensive line, when oftentimes it's not. Even that play that he got his ankle hurt, like Orlando Brown handled his business the guy just ran all the way around to the other side of the field and then came and squeezed in. Like, there's no offensive tackle that would be able to sustain that block for that long a period of time, especially with that movement. So, like, there has to, if there's going to be criticism, there has to be justified criticism based on the scheme, technique, et cetera. And I feel like our offensive line does their work, run game and pass game. Now, our defensive line, like, what more could we ask for? Frank Clark is coming along like postseason Frank Clark. Chris Jones, I feel like that might be, you know, the ace in the hole where, okay, he's got another playoff game where he didn't get a sack. Uh, and this is the time. Like, to me, I want the target on him, and I'm sure he wants to take the target on himself. Because if I'm that type of player and I've had that kind of drought, like, this is the time I need to step up, especially with how things unfolded last year in the AFC Championship when he had a few opportunities to knock the quarterback down and he didn't get there. So, yeah, there's, there's some challenges for both teams, but in the trenches, yes, the game is won in the trenches, and I feel like we can be that force this weekend. Dana, we've all heard the, the Burrowhead comments from Mike Hilton. We know this is a Cincy team that's very confident, uh, arrogant, I would go as far as to say. And look, they've won three times in a row. 
uh, against Kansas City. As a, a former player, I know publicly we heard Justin Reed yesterday and others, you know, say the right thing publicly. But what what do you think's really going on in that locker room uh, when it comes to the noise coming out of Cincinnati? We're gonna hit him in the mouth. That's like we're gonna, like we got no choice. Like we were we were gonna play football, but now we're gonna hit him in the mouth and shut him up. That's the kind of mindset I have. I talked about it earlier this week. Like this is like when I was on the show with uh, Josh and Bob earlier this week, I was like, this is probably one of the more difficult weeks for me as a broadcaster, because I got to talk and this, all these circumstances and the trash talk that comes up, like normally you'd match trash talk with trash talk, but then every once in a while, like for me, like I get silent, like, okay, now, now I'm done talking. Because now you've kind of eclipsed where you've kind of gotten over that, that threshold where it's no longer about talk. Now it's about business. So, like, if I didn't want to, like, bury you in the turf, now I have more incentive to do so. <laughs> so, in, in the locker room, like, that's the mindset of, okay, like, even earlier this week when that, when that tweet came out and the picture and the video showed them on the sideline, I retweeted. I said, okay. So like I, I got like I got nothing else to say about it, but okay, and we'll see on the field. It seemed like the lesson was learned from Justin Reed from the last time. He did not step into the trap yesterday, Danon. Well, I mean it's smart and you learn, but you also recognize, like I just said, like I'm sure those guys are thinking, like we're not going to tangle with them word for word, not just because they beat us, because it's insignificant. And we're better than that. And, but at the same time, because you've gone overboard, it's not so much about you being confident. Like you said, it's about them being cocky and renaming a stadium that they only won once in. And, you know, like those are the factors like, okay, now you've gotten over to the, you've gone over the line to obnoxious and I'm not going to go obnoxious with you. I'm just going to take it out on you. And I feel like Justin and, you know, Nick, Nick and everybody else like they're if they're built like me and I'm sure they're built even deeper and stronger, if they're built like me, that's their mindset. I love it. You're getting people fired up for, for Sunday night. We're going to hear you on the call along with Mitch Holtis and Josh Klingler. We'll hear you tonight, too, from a player's perspective. Players only yourself, Sean Barber, right here, six o'clock on 610 Sports Radio. Appreciate it, Dane. And let's do this thing again next week. All right, fellas, have a good one. You got it. There you go. That was Dane and Hughes earlier today. And yes, players only tonight from six to seven. And then uh, that betting show tonight from seven to eight, we'll talk all things uh, betting angles. We'll go through some of the props and of course, talk about the, the crazy line movement and, and put things in perspective with that. But uh, Dane and Hughes at the end, like you said, look, if you're a player, just kind of, this is one of those where now you're like, you're, you're going to go just <laughs> punch them in the mouth. And, and that's how you're approaching it. Although in fairness, we did hear from Nick Bolton this afternoon and, Maybe take it out of context. I don't know. But basically, he was asked about the what stands out about the Bengals offense. And he said nothing, nothing. And of course, that's going to go viral out to, to Cincinnati, even though he actually prior to that just said he was worrying about himself. But you know how that works. That little that little snippet will, will get blown up at a portion. The uh, second he says nothing, mm-hmm. that's the only part that matters. Although I don't again, I don't think that. And from a trash talk perspective, seems like one of these two groups has done quite a bit more trash talk than the other. Right. From that perspective, that's maybe the first piece of bulletin board material the Chiefs have given Cincinnati all week. Except for now that, you know, we, our short-lived conversation of 
Cincinnati can't claim to be the underdog. And now from a betting perspective, they, they can't. are back. Although, to, again, they're one point. Look, as we've said, that's not an um, underdog to me. One point, yeah. two, two and a half. Well, fine. But home field advantage in the NFL nowadays is not worth three points. It's worth 1.5, 1.7. So if, I'm not going to repeat that. Don't repeat it. I hope, I hope, I hope don't repeat you it, saying it once was enough. Don't repeat it. Uh, but, uh, but so the Chiefs being one point favorites basically is, yes, a, a pick them. So. But as we know, like they don't care. The players don't care about the lines. That's not how they de- deem. They'll f- like they yeah. don't even care yeah. if they were seven point favorites. If one guy with two followers on Twitter is like, Bengals have no shot in this game. Mm-hmm. It's what, Joe think, Burrow will be like, are you kidding me? I think, but that's what like you. That's what every every sport, every athlete, I should say, in every sport should do. Uh, motivate yourself. You, you find any bit of motivation. To, if that's what it takes to get you to this this ne- another level, you, you, you use it. That was use one it. of my favorite clips from all of the the last dance was. That guy still being like, I never said that to Jordan. <laughs> like that never happened. I never said any of that. Why would I say that to him? Oh, sorry. That was a little phlegmy. A little bit. <laughs> yeah. Try to get that word out. Now you need some. You need some. Uh, sorry. Yeah. Some Zycam. Yeah. And text lines, right? That was by the way. Willie Gay said that, not Nick Bolton. I put that. Okay. That's I got. The How dare name. you? Got the. I know, I know. This is you trying to slander a Mizzou guy just because you <laughs> yes, went to right. Kansas. That's right. Just trying to make a Missouri guy look bad because you can. Huh, Gold? We need to, someone needs to get Cody some hot tea, please. I drank hot some hot tea. tea last night. I think you should drink some more. <laughs> you need like a neti pot. <laughs> I've seen those. I've never, never tried, tried that. I, have you? I haven't, no, no, I've seen. I've seen people use them. I hear that on the YouTube page to get us to those two thousand subscribers you want. I'll use a neti pot on the YouTube page today, Nick. What do you think? Wait, what? Just like clearing mucus out yeah. of your and you want sinuses. Where are you gonna put? Like, where are you gonna put it? The what? No, the, the pot is like a is like a tea kettle. I understand, thing. Yeah. but it still drains out your nose. You're gonna get a trash can. It's not gonna go over the table. Yeah, go over the sink. No, but YouTube, you're gonna do it right. I thought we were gonna do it. Live I have a on the ledge right above my. I sink. thought you're gonna do it live on the stream tomorrow. Not this stream. I was saying at home tonight not during the show. I think you're gonna do it during the show. A separate video. Okay. I personally don't want that. <laughs> I was like, aren't you which going- part? The during the show or at all? During the show, like in the studio. I don't want to be around when you do it. Why is everyone shutting their computers now? Well, because the show's almost up. What's going on? Everyone just get like... I'm, I'm shutting the streaming computer. Yeah, I just shut my... I don't need my laptop in front of me anymore. Stop publicizing that sort of stuff, too. That's behind-the-scenes <laughs> stuff. <laughs> Why don't you like when we talk about behind-the-scenes? You, you don't think people want to see how we live? No, because it doesn't, sh- it doesn't... It doesn't... It doesn't... Share too much. It doesn't he assist. made it! it's so loud! People were probably wondering what that thought was. It doesn't was. add to the show. They hear this. We're like, well, I guess I don't know what that sound is. I hope is. your computer's Cole broken just, now. Cole just clubbed a guy in the back of the studio. And it Cody's wasn't gonna, that loud. Cody's going to break his laptop. It was loud. Pull the audio. Oh, you can hear it. It's oh, audible. Dude, you man. do need therapy. Like, I'm, I know we, like, we've joked around. I actually think you need to see a therapist. Okay. You were angry this week. I think it's you. You've brought it on. Wow. Needling. Tomorrow it's going to be a Friday. It's going to be denial, finger it's pointing. Be a red Friday. <laughs> a few days before the AFC title game, we're going to have Rob Collins in the studio tomorrow. You're going to hear from Andy Reid again. Pete Sweeney's going to join us on the show. We'll get our final thoughts and picks. My nephew even gave me his peak, his pick for the game, and like specifically, he wrote a pick. He drew a picture of how it's going to go. I'll, I'll share that on the air tomorrow. That'll be my official pick for the game, as a matter of fact. Oh, there you go. Yeah, your official pick. You're just going, just blindly following your nephew. I will for this game. I hope it's like sixty to nothing. It's not quite that high. Not quite <laughs> that high. All right, we'll talk to you guys tomorrow. The drive with C dot, including their conversation with Juju Smith Schuster, coming up next. You're listening. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours 
and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.